Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Living With Less podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here today and we are going to be talking about the dangers of following our preferences and where this came from. I have been actually thinking about this for a really long time about the saying to follow your heart, to do what you desire, to go for it. If you dream it, do it. Women are fed this all the time that if we want to do something, we should just go after it. We should just go get it. And suddenly we're seeing in culture that our preferences are being elevated to all authoritative truth. And we in Christ know that that could not be farther from the truth. And this has just been really heavy on my heart and a topic that I've wanted to dive into for a while because the Living With Less podcast is all about living with less of the things that get in the way of who Christ calls his followers to be and about living a Christ-centered life in a me-centered world. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but that there is to be a distinction. There is going to be a difference between those in the world and those of Christ. And this means that we in Christ cannot be persuaded by our preferences, our fleshly desires. We cannot be swayed from God's truth by those things. And this weekend in particular, I was so grateful for the conversations I was able to have on women's roles in the church and wanting to have dialogue about how people came to their conclusion with scripture and what I was seeing in regards, especially to women. And this is something that I have also walked through as well, is that for many of us, the answer is wrapped up in emotions. It's wrapped up in a preference and it's we end up believing that our preference must also be what God's word says because we're godly women. And so then we go into God's word with our preconceived notions, what we would prefer it to say. And we find a couple of scriptures that seem like it might support that. And there we have it. Now we have our answer and our answer is exactly what we want it to be. And I was so grateful again for these conversations because of the few scriptures that were sent to me, I was able then to go to the word and dig through those. And we were able to have dialogue and see that, in fact, many of these scriptures that women use to support what they want scripture to say is actually quite contrary to what they were thinking it meant. And we know that because that's why we have to study God's word and see what do these terms mean? What is the context of these conversations going on? What does God say in the Old Testament and in the New Testament? There's a constant thread and order, and we are called to obey that. And our preferences cannot override what God's word says. And so here we got to unpack this and see that if you read scripture at face value, if you never dig in, if you never seek to understand what it says, if you don't read within context, I could see. And I said to these women, I could see how some of them believed what they believed. If you're just reading at face value, if you just read one or two verses here or there, I can see how somebody would try and draw that parallel. But when you actually dig in and you see what was really going on, what really took place, what that woman really was doing and her role that she was called to, you see that no, that doesn't draw the parallel to maybe the preferred desire that many women wish 
it would say. But it doesn't matter what we wish God's word would say. It doesn't matter what we prefer it to say. What matters is what it does say. And that the word of God is the authoritative truth in our life. It is what rules and reigns in our heart. And through that, when we decide, okay, God's word is what's going to have authority in my life. I'm not going to be persuaded by my emotions or by my preferences or by what I wish something said or what I can make something seem to say if I cherry pick and take out of context. When we decide that God's word is going to be the authoritative truth in my life because it is infallible, it is without error, it never contradicts itself, and it has full authority. We then see that, okay, when I dig into the scriptures, when I dig into studying, we now see the clarity that comes with that. We see that scripture is clear and concise, but it has to be studied by all of us. All of us need to study God's word because that's another big thing that's taking place in culture right now. And honestly, I think a lot of the rotten fruit that we're seeing is the fact that for decades now, people have just been listening to what others have to say about the Lord and his word instead of them actually digging in and finding out for themselves, what does God's word say? How do I study the word of God? Because then we can take a sermon that we hear or a conversation that we have and take it to the word and go, oh, that doesn't align with scripture or wow, scripture does say that. So that is just something that I wanted to start this out with that is so important that we have to make God's word. We have to submit ourselves under the authority of God and to trust and to dig into his word for all wisdom and understanding and direction. And if you want to see what I had to say about female pastors and the role in the church, you can find the highlight on my Instagram page. It's under women's roles is what it's titled as. So you can find that in the highlight there. But now I want to dig into scripture because that's the most important thing we can do. And I want to go through a few places where we can see, because they're all throughout here, but I want to go to a few places to see the detriments of choosing our fleshly preferences over what God's word actually says. So I first want to go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to read verses 2 through 7. What we're going to read here is what takes place in those that are driven by their preferences and their fleshly desires and the enticement of sin. So we're going to start again, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 2 through 7. It says, For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at knowledge of truth. This is Paul talking about godlessness in the last day. And we can see that whoever is taking part in all of this, they are choosing what they would prefer, what they are enticed by over what God's word actually says. They, they disobey what God gives us as authority and they choose to live the way that their flesh desires. But I want to jump up into chapter two and read to you what we in Christ are called to. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22 says, So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. That is what it means to die to self 
That's what it means to not live being enslaved to our preferences and to our fleshly desires. This means that we go before the Lord, submitted before him. We flee the youthful passions and we pursue righteousness. We pursue what God desires for us. Now we're going to jump into the Old Testament. And most of you guys know the story of David and Bathsheba. When David committed adultery with Bathsheba, I will read the scriptures, but I just want to give a quick backstory of what took place there. So David saw Bathsheba. She was married. He called her to come to him and he laid with her. They had an affair. And because of that, because of his disobedience, he had her husband murdered. It cost her her husband's life, her disobedience as well. She was very disobedient within this and Bathsheba got pregnant within this affairital matter that took place and God took the life of that baby. That was the consequence. And we see that is the detriment of when we go after what our flesh desires over what our flesh prefers. So I'm going to read to you. This is in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2. And I'm going to start there. And this just shows this is what enticement does. This is what happens when we indulge in those preferences that we have. So verse 2, it happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the roof a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful. And David sent and inquired about the woman, and one said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? So David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he laid with her. Now she had been purifying herself from her uncleanness. Then she returned to her house and the woman conceived and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. As you continue reading that story, like I said, her husband ends up getting murdered because David's trying to cover up his sin. But then God, in his consequence of David's sin, the child dies. And we have to look at that and see that is the detriment of sin. When we don't deny the flesh, when we choose to disobey the Lord, we see see the detriments of that sin. You and I have both experienced when we have sinned against the Lord, when we have done something where there is a consequence and we see right there why we have to lean into the Lord and seek him constantly and submit our hearts to him constantly because our fleshly desires, and we see this in David's circumstance, he absolutely gave in to this fleshly desire and look at the detriment of that sin. The next story that I want to share with you guys, I had actually just read this this week and thought it was so important to talk about. So we see in Numbers 15, verse 32, this is the story of the Sabbath breaker who was executed because he did not obey God. He chose to disobey God's command and not keep the Sabbath. And I want to read to you what the Lord told Moses after that took place. So the Lord said to Moses, speak to the people of Israel and tell them to make tassels on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to put a cord of blue on the tassel of each corner. And it shall be a tassel for you to look at. And remember all the commandments of the Lord to do them, not to follow after your own heart and your own eyes, which you are inclined to whore after. So you shall remember and do all my commandments and be holy to your God. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord, your God. And so we see through that example, through all of these examples that we need, and especially after reading that, this is why I want to talk about Numbers 15 here. We need constant reminders to seek wisdom and understanding through God's word and not from following what we would prefer God's word to say or what our fleshly desires are. So I love talking about 
what God told the people to do here in Numbers 15, 37 through 40. Because he knows the heart of man, he created it. And God knows we need reminders. And so that's why he instructed the Israelites to do something that would be a reminder to them. Again, I'm going to read that. And it shall be a tassel for you to look at and remember all the commandments of the Lord. To do them, not to follow after your own heart and your own eyes, which you are inclined to whore after. This is what we are called to as well. We are called to submit to Christ again over being slaves to our fleshly desires and what we would prefer. We are to have the Lord rule and reigning over our hearts. And so we need reminders. We need the blue tassel cords. We need those. We need hearts that want to study and truly understand what God's word says and why it says it. We learn so much about the heart of God and his character through that. As women of Christ, I pray that our hearts will no longer be persuaded and be led by our preferences and emotions. I pray that we would stop letting those things be the final say and that the final say in our lives will be the authority of God and will be our submission to him and will be that our relationship with Jesus Christ is the most important thing to us and that we remember that our sin sent Christ to the cross. Our preferences and emotions do not get to dwindle down what Christ did on the cross for us. And so I pray that this week that we will seek the scriptures, we will seek God's heart, and that we will willingly live in the fullness and freedom of Christ. So the last thing I want to wrap up with is I'm going to have a freebie on my website at chelseademattis.com, and it is going to be a printable blue tassel bookmark or a four by six print. You can choose whichever one you'd want. And I want you guys to use this as a reminder that we in Christ are called to pursue him and his desires for us, that we need a reminder just like the Israelites needed in Numbers 15. We need to remember that we are to look to and remember all the commandments of the Lord, that we are to do them and to not follow after your own eyes, your own heart, and your own preferences. And last thing I want to say is if you do not yet have an ESV study Bible, I highly recommend getting one. That way you can read the study notes and you can dig into the context of scripture. It is so important and it is of great value to do so. So I hope you guys have a great week this week and I will talk with you next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at chelseadematis.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me. And I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you were fully loved and fully known by God.